Love and marriage, love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. This I tell your brother, you can't have one without a that's other. It. <laughs> I wonder how many people know that's Frank Sinatra. Oh, that's why I love it. I don't know. I was like, even I was a little surprised when I first realized it was Frank. How yeah. can you not hear it? I, no, you can hear it, but you don't realize it because I think a lot of people grew up on uh, Married with Children and then listening to that. And then you can't picture Frank. Associ- oh, yeah. I don't know how they worked that deal or whatever, how that worked, but yeah. that's a different story. They, it couldn't be done today, that's for sure. No. Too politically correct. Oh, it's a <laughs> joke. Carlo, welcome yes. to the show, bro. Yeah. How's everything? Busy. That's <laughs> what so we were talking about just before the mic. Yeah. Uh, let me do the shout out. So I got Fieldstone hoodie on. Thanks so much, Clint. Uh, it's actually a comfy hoodie and, and we're in hoodie weather, weather right now anyway. So I do love it. Uh, I've got Carlo. How do you pronounce the last name? D. DiRenzo. DiRenzo. Uh, electrician, Effect Electrical LTD. And it's you can reach him at Carlo at EffectElectric.com and on Instagram, Effect Electric LTD. 13 years Sparky. On my own, yeah. On your own. But you were working with somebody else before then? Yeah. Just to get, to get your all your hours and or get yeah, set up. Yeah, I, I started in '98. Uh, How young are you? Uh, Forty-two. Okay. So all okay. right, all right. So '98, right out of high school, started the apprenticeship. Got licensed in 2005, and then got my master's in 2008. Nice. How was that whole process? Uh, <clears throat> it depends on the direction that you go. The avenues for being a Sparky are endless. Um, you can work anywhere in the world. Yeah, but there's so many different avenues, and if you don't pick the right avenue, you're stuck in that avenue. For a while? For forever. Really? Yeah. So, like, I was, the great thing is I started day one with no knowledge in construction, on a construction site commercial. So, right out of high school, right onto a construction site. Yeah. Nobody in the family? Nobody in the family. Why did you choose electrical and construction? I loved wiring since I was a little kid. Okay, so you're the first in the family tree to get into this industry. That I know of at the time. Okay. Right, and then... Um, How was that first week? Uh, pretty rough, actually, because I witnessed a pretty bad accident the first week I started the trade. Uh, electrical accident? Yeah. yeah I don't want to hear it. Yeah. So... Uh, it involved burn flesh or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, fuck. I really don't want to hear it. <laughs> but, well, long story short, there was 13 apprentices that started on this job site. Yeah. And after the first week of that happening, I think there was five of us left standing. Everybody saw it? Everyone saw it and said, I'm out. <laughs> Commercial? Yeah. Fuck, I really don't want to hear it. No. Because no, I already know no, what happened. No, yeah. Very bad ending. Wow. Yeah. And that's not the first time. Yeah. So, but yeah. It so was that's your first week. My, my first intro. week. First week intro in, onto a construction site because I had no knowledge of even being on a construction site with different trades. Okay. Right. So, uh, it was it was pretty good. It was a very important learning section of my apprenticeship. Um, you learn from when the building goes up. Yep. Right? Uh, five. No, I'm going to say seven years of doing commercial construction, and then. But in all respect, you needed those years, right? Hundred percent. Like if you didn't, you wouldn't be the electrician you are today if it wasn't for those years. It definitely applies to a greater advantage. Okay. Yeah. If you start off from resi, um, that's a that's a whole different electrical field to get into yeah but if you start off in commercial in my opinion resi's a, a, a walk in the park after you've learned commercial i've heard the same thing different yeah. different materials obviously different rules um but then it goes for the same thing for industrial if you do yeah. only if you start an industrial you don't know commercial or or residential 
So I think the best globe of learning is commercial. Commercial. Sure. Start yeah. on commercial. So I started right. there. Yeah. And then once I kind of got it after eight years of saying, okay, now I want to build like main MCs in commercial buildings. Well, there's a lot of politics involved with that. Guys who have 20 years experience get to do that kind of work. Seniority? Oh, yeah. Union, right? And they, okay. Right? right. So a lot of politics. So I fought. I fought for like a good three years. Finally got the opportunity. Did that for about three years. I got a question about yeah. that. The union. Huh. How does the union I expect? I left. <laughs> okay. So how does the union expect you to learn if they don't let you touch? Politics. But you're not touching. And that's the biggest problem that I find right now with everyone who's younger than me, who sees, who follows my Instagram. They ask me, how did you learn this? And how did you learn that? And I know exactly where they're stuck. And I tell them how to do it. But it's a, it's, you know. So you got to you gotta gotta go bend the rules? No, no. You just got to go to your boss, politely ask him, say, I want the opportunity. Okay. And if they say no, you're, you know, we hired you for just, uh, you know, pulling wires and tying in. Uh, then you're, what I did, you quit. And you go find a company who's willing to give you that opportunity. A non-union company? No, no. A union, union company? It can still be union. Okay. They just might need that person, right? And a little bit of lying. You definitely got to, you can't go in there saying you have no experience. So I did, I did, you know, fidge a little, uh, hoping that I could do it. And I did. But you carried your own when you actually got the opportunity. 100%. Like right. that's, an, and that's your opportunity. If I failed, then, then you know your answer. But at least when you're telling them or you're looking for the work, you got to be confident as well as you got to know the shit. 100%. You can't just be confident and cocky and then express, yeah, I'll get it. But then you're given the opportunity and you fuck it up. Well, that and you don't go in saying, I want to build it by myself. Start off with saying, I yeah. want to work with the journeyman who is building it. Yeah. Give me a year under his wing to help him. So there's always, no one ever does anything by themselves. Yeah. So you ask to be part of the team building the main electrical rooms on a commercial building. So you, what, did you leave the union to start your own business? No, no. Okay. I left the union because of politics. Politics, right? Yeah. There's never politics in you. Everywhere. <laughs> Everything. Right? <laughs> so I guess it depends on the day of the week. If I like or dislike you, it hasn't changed. I still have all my friends. Okay, that's has good. not changed. Twenty okay, years later, so that's good. The politics are still there. No, I thought it meant the friends. Oh, the, the friends are still there. We yeah. still keep in contact. Well, the politics with a hasn't changed. Politics has not. So changed. they haven't evolved. Not from. They what will I can never tell. evolve. Not from what I can tell. There's a lot of. Someone uh, just sent me a message right now. Obviously, this show is going to get posted. Not exactly when we're airing it or when we're recording it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a rail strike happening soon. Yeah. So that's going to affect a lot of infrastructure. I remember when I was in the union and strike time was coming up, and they would, you know, all your lead hands would tell you what to vote for because you're only 18. You don't even understand what that stuff means yet. So I'm not a union guy. I just got it. I'm not going to make the show about the union. I'm not no, going to no. make the show about politics. Right? No, it's got its pros and its cons. Yeah. But personally, in my opinion, it didn't work for me. Wouldn't it be in the best interest of the union to just do a constant um, negotiating, I guess, during the process? Mm -hmm. And both sides get to a happy place. Instead of having to get to the very end of it, Mm -hmm. And go F you and F you and go back and oh, we're going to strike, we're going to strike. We're gonna, oh, why yeah. not try to come to a medium ground the whole time that it's going on? Why don't you tell Doug Ford in the school? I don't about know. That. <laughs> that, 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 well, that's what I mean. It's, it's the same just, song and dance with the same, Every union yeah. is, that's what it is. It's almost like a, it's, they're always brought to a fight point. Yep. And a fight doesn't work out. It just, I'm going to beat you up today and you're going to beat me up tomorrow. And it's going to go back and forth for the longest time. And no one's telling the truth. If you're looking on the outside in, 
You got to believe. But we forget who's in the middle. Oh, so they don't care. The trades we people do. in that situation, the kids in the other situation. Mm-hmm. So like, don't forget the middle, the core, the little person. Yep. Right. And I don't understand. So why I, I'm disappointed at unions for letting this happen on their end, but I'm also disappointed on the other side for letting this happen on the other end, mm-hmm. that it shouldn't get to this point. You no. guys are the purpose of your job mm-hmm. is to not let it get to this point, but you do. I mean, some people justify it with their reasonings. Mine are different. If they, they think they need more money, I personally think we get paid enough. You think the electricians right now are getting paid just enough? Or oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. They're not under... I'm asking. You, you, can use, you can use the argument of cost of living is higher, then that's why they need more. But in a general scope, I mean... I'm making good money. I personally think we're getting paid well. Yeah. For and the, I'm not For the work that you're delivering, for sure. Yeah. That's why a lot of people enter it. And that's the wrong reason, though. So that's what I find out about getting apprentices, especially now. So to- to- who's telling them that? Well, I'll, I'll I'll give you an example. My whole family comes from Canada Post. They're posties. Okay. I and I was next. I was sixteen. Okay. And you get in there with seniority and working Christmas time, and then you know once you get enough hours, they hire you full time. Well, I got the full time position. It lasted a week. Didn't like it. I walked through those doors and I literally saw my mom and dad going there for 40 years and i'm like i can't do this for the next 40 years this isn't me zombie land yeah so and great pay right if it's about the money great pension this great is everything this is 90 1996 um my starting pay was 24.50 wow right so i told my mom i'm quitting to become an electrician she's like how much does it pay i'm like eight dollars and fifty cents <laughs> she started crying yeah right but i didn't do it for the money like i i i, I didn't know how well the trade paid until i was already in it okay my journeyman showed me his paycheck on our first payday and i was like that's how much you guys make and i and i was impressed at the time but you were making 850 starting yeah first year apprentice it was eight dollars and fifty cents but you're still was, learning and it was brutal work though what is it just feeding just oh no crap? no no digging trenches oh, okay all that's all stuff. the groundwork yeah right so it was a uh brutal time my first two 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 and a half years yeah, just to, just to get that apprenticeship sticker off your back, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean the new guys come up and then you get bumped up, right? Yeah. So they start getting the groundwork, but uh, different times, like the stuff they did to us back then, they don't do now. Is it is there a shortage of guys coming into electrical? It depends how you ask it. There's there's plenty of guys who want the opportunity because of the pay, but is there a shortage of guys who want to be electricians? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is there is a different person here, right? Yeah. So there's the, the there's a shortage of the people that actually want to be good electricians. Mm-hmm. And then you've got too many guys going in. You're thinking that they could be making six figures in the first two years. And and they don't realize how dangerous it is. It's a dangerous job. Crazy dangerous. If you, I, if I you see don't so know much. your stuff. If you I don't know so your much. stuff and uh, you, yeah. I've seen so much, man. If you're doing it for the paycheck, uh, you know, the wrong reason. How many years did you do commercial? Uh, I'd say eight years in construction commercial. Okay. Uh, probably another eight years in service commercial. Okay. And then the rest on my own with what I do. So that's a big chunk of time. Yeah. And then 13 years on your own. 13 years on my own. Okay. Yeah. Running a business. Yeah. Full time. I'd say 11 years, like full time on my own. 11. I start, you know, I opened it in 13, still, still kind of worked before I let it go. How many employees? Uh, now, uh, two full time, one time, uh, one part time, one part time. And then you're tackling what? You're doing... Crazy Jeffs. All commercial... No, you're, not, you're doing all resi, but you're also doing... I'm a service company. Okay. So I like to fix other people's problems. 
So you're not doing complete new builds? Not construction. Not construction. I will if it's for a customer, a service customer who I've had, and they build a new building, I will do the construction for them. And you like it that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Less headache? Uh, Pros and cons. Like, like my my personality, uh, I like to do a bit of everything, and that makes me happy. I'm not going to do something just because it pays well, and then I'm going to be miserable every day. So I do a bit of everything. So how are the kids coming up that you're working with now or you're actually looking at and pooling? They're bad? They're bad, man. Like, um, let's talk skills. They're bad? Oh, man. I'm pretty aggressive. I'm, I'm, I got brought up old school and my apprenticeship was old school. So that's how I am. So you, let's just, like, you got yelled at. Oh, yeah. You got shit thrown at you. Yep. You made Tool. mistakes and you got yelled at. Yep, tools getting thrown off the roof. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. All right. And uh, now when a kid, when you ask them to grab a socket set and they ask, what's that? True story. True story. I'm like, didn't you ever help your father fix a, your bicycle when you were a kid? Like these things don't happen anymore. Doesn't know what a socket set is? No, swear to God. Swear to God. Young kid? Yep. Wow. 19, 20. Doesn't know what a socket set is. Didn't know what a socket set was. Did he come from schooling? Or is he just right out Straight from high school. Straight from high school. Straight from high school. But like, it feels like they missed a part that we normally do with our dads (laughs) when we're young. They don't know the basics. Like, I'm the basics. I'm just assuming that there's probably more dads that are not doing anything. Yeah, that's another reason too. And that's why it's not being taught. Yeah, that's true too. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, we got to start at the basics when I get these guys. So how do we, like... I know that there's, it depends on the city that you're in or all over the country or even in the U.S., like whether or not your high school has any kind of teaching trade, well, that could shop be, class, That could be the reason, too. They've cut back on our, our mechanic shops and wood shops were completely different from what they are now. Yeah. A lot of them don't even offer all the options that we had. No. I think that has to do with it, too. But as kids, were you not like, I remember being a kid. Curious. And I was given a, a really cheesy little kid hammer, screwdriver, little uh, double door opening mm-hmm. thing. It's got all the, like, I mean, I had a sense of it. Yeah. Was what, right? But we, didn't, but we didn't have the option to be thrown into a room playing Fortnite all day. True. Right? That's we another thing. Or social said, media and all this other crap. Yeah. yeah. Just only outside fixing our bicycles, making them better. Are you getting kids approach you that are going to those uh, three-month trade prep schools that like a, a crash course, so to speak? Um, I was, and I was all for it until recently. Okay. So, again, my opinion. Um, That's what the show's all about. Yeah. Well, um, at first, because that didn't exist. So, when... Yeah, they only popped up like five or six... When they started getting government funding. Uh, some of them don't. Some mm. of them are privately funded, but they're expensive. Sure. Oh, I, yeah, it's I government. Bet you, I bet you if you look deep enough. They're still getting it's government? Fu- it's funded somewhere. Wow. So the problem with that is now they're doing their jobs because it's a job. Like, to, in order for it to continue to keep their job, they're going to keep saying what, okay, what I'm getting a lot of is they're, they're being lied to a lot. The kids? Yes. They're, okay, which way? Uh, if you go and take this course at a college or a trade school, it counts towards your hours. Or will That's bullshit. Oh yeah. Or will or will give you a placement, like ninety percent placement. I've heard. I've heard that with the, the, the paid trade schools. The yes. The only way you can start your apprenticeship to become an electrician is to have a company, electrical contracting company, to sign you up through the Ministry of Training. 
to start your hours. Yeah. No school, no Humber College, 12 grand techniques course is going to get you that. Technically, right out of high school, you can go right to a company. That's right. And they could take you on. But they're not telling them that. Okay, but will they take you on? That's a different story. But you can do that. That's that. That and is then, the way. And, and the onus is on the owner now and that electrician to kind of take you under his wing mm-hmm. or her wing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't tell you that, eh? Nope. Yeah, they tell you you got to go do this first. Go take this course. Waste mommy and daddy's money mm-hmm. and then come into the real world and then realize that all that stuff that you just did didn't apply for anything. I like what they're doing, but the uh, angle they're using is a little bit facetious. Why not tell the truth? Yeah. Well, because then they lose their jobs. They lose their funding. So I, 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 I get emails from these schools saying, you know, not that you have to, but can you tell us if you're going to take on one or two students from our schools? Because if they can show the government that, hey, we've got the capabilities of, like, this is how many students they might take. Holy cow. They get funding based on that number. Really? Mm-hmm. So you get approached all the time? They reach oh. out to you? And that's, that's the, that's, so I'm very vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very vindictive. So it was so rough in the beginning for me. It was frowned upon. Um, I remember telling, uh, I, I specifically remember a certain teacher in high school. When I told them I was going to go into construction, they like said, figures, that's where all the immigrants go. Like the, like the nobodies. That's, that was the comment? Yep. Yep. Wow. And now these same teachers from the same schools are calling us all the time. Can you please take on a student of ours? Because of their paper trail connected to... Uh, wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get in trouble? No, <laughs> no, I'm just telling you like it is. Okay. There, so I've, one of my main guys who's been with me for eight years, I plucked him out of school. So one of my, uh, an apprentice that I had at the time, he said, I have this buddy who wants to become an electrician. So I'm like, okay, so where, so where is he? Oh, he's taking a course at George Brown. Why the hell is he taking a course? So I said, give me his number. So he was under the impression because... Someone told him that those Someone hours told would apply. Would apply. And even if they don't apply, he was under the impression that you needed to, to take the course. I said, no, no. It's not true. Come over here. And he's been with me for eight years. Twenty Now, now he's 25. And he's making 100K a year. This is across Canada, right? Uh, I'm, I'm speaking about on, Ontario. Ontario because every province has different rules. Okay, yeah. So I don't know what their rules are, but this is definitely Ontario. So when the government says, hey, we've got $8 million to invest in trades because there's a shortage, who gets that money? The schools do. Why don't you give it to the contractors to lower our payroll budget so we can hire more of these kids? I've been asking for that small piece of that pie to go to the small mom and pop contractors, the resi. Mm -hmm. I I don't mean any disrespect to the unions. No, me me neither. I'm just telling you like I see Large track builders, I don't mean disrespect to any of those. Mm -hmm. Fine, they can continue, but they're not even allowing a piece of that pie to come to us. Nope. The custom resi people that are just doing renovations that want to bring more people. And I, in my opinion, might even educate or teach, like they'll teach these kids mm-hmm. a little differently and possibly better because it's more one-on-one instead of you just being thrown right into the wolves, right? Yep. A lot of kids nowadays wouldn't be able to go through what you went through, no. seeing what you saw, and no. also the the hazing that you got, mm-hmm. right? And we all know the hazing continues. But in but in a way, it's build character. It builds. It's you need part that. of it. You need it. It's part Honestly, of it. Honestly, maybe not as rough, but you need that. Well, I, that's the one thing that I liked about construction, as far as I knew about it, because I've never experienced all this kind of coddling going on. No. Um, <laughs> I, I just I never felt that construction ever got to the point of helicopterish. No. parenting and 
teaching all that shit right mm-hmm. it's just like you either come in and learn this or you don't yeah that's it there's none of this we're gonna fucking take care of you until you figure out how to do this and it was your opportunity to prove them wrong yes. it's kind of like the hard love right yes that's how it was i think that was a better way to do it way better still a better way now and the really ironic thing is that so many immigrants are ready to come into it knowing that this is how it is but where they came from they already come from hard times exactly and that's, that's why they survive that's why yeah so it's a different like I like, I like that they're promoting it in high school. That part I really like. Just tell the full truth. But is it? Yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors. Tell the full truth because I get everybody. I'm. I can't tell you how many times I get emails saying I'm a third year apprentice. Okay, I go on College of Trades, which is now gone, um, to see if they're registered. They're not even registered. You are nothing until you're registered. So who? So then my next question is, who told you you're a third year? Schools. All oh, the schools. I took a. I took a techniques course. I took a trade school course in accounts. You know who makes that decision? The Ministry of Training when they sign you up. Not me, not the schools, just the Ministry of Training. It says these this schooling counts for 500 hours. I I've, I've never seen them give more than 1000 hours. The schooling? The Ministry of Training ministry. giving someone more than 1000 hours for whatever they took. Whether they oh, so they still can do that if they wanted to. Yeah, and some of it counts max that I've seen is 1000 thousand hours. And what is it again? 9,000? Yeah, 9, pretty 000. much. Eight, eight to nine, because it used to be eight, but then they started a pre-apprenticeship before you start your apprenticeship, which I agree with. Okay. Because too many kids are f- figuring out, hey, I don't, I don't like this because it's too dangerous, because it's too crazy, right? So you kind of started with this. So if you go to school, they waive the pre-apprenticeship year. So that's how you're getting the hours. That's how you get the 1,000 hours. Okay, all right. So if you don't, then you still And you get knowledge. So like that's why when I said before, I was for it originally, because I agreed with, yeah, go to... Uh, one of the schools and gets some basic knowledge. Yeah. Basic hands-on with the teachers because those teachers in those schools are tradesmen, right? So I agreed with all that. But then it turned into, oh, instead of you asking for three students, which I would wrap, that's the road I, I was going, they were like, oh, um, we don't do that anymore. We don't give you the students. What we do is we take care, hire them, and we send you a bill. So they take on the whole payroll. Yeah, but they're doing that to continue the flow of money thank you very much you see it oh this is how it is mm-hmm. which is really a shame and i keep so on now, going back to the middle i'm not promoting it anymore good for you yeah makes sense and i and i have now i have little cousins who are third years uh and i'm trying to tell them my guys you're doing it wrong get it you know great that you're in the union great that they're offering those great school courses but you're never going to learn how to hook up a kohler generator in the union they won't teach you that to begin with no, and by the time they approve the course, the technology's changed. Trying to find a thermally modified exterior material with lasting warranty and a fire rating? Look no further than Muso Bamboo Extreme. That's X, not EX Extreme. This is thermally modified bamboo. Exterior material is warranted for 25 years against rot and decay, and it is a Class A fire rated in both Canada and the United States. Make Muso Bamboo Extreme decking and siding your choice for your next exterior project. Visit www.musobamboo.com today. Interesting, man. Let me do a little history talking about generators, which we will talk about generators. Mm-hmm. History of the electric generator in the 1700s. You going that far back? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Steam engines were uh, becoming popular. James Watt, of course, was one of the first to make massive improvements to the steam engine design. So later developments used his name Watt 
two T's, to name the amount of energy required to power up an electricity, uh, any electricity accessories or devices. In the 1800s, Michael Faraday, Faraday cage, mm-hmm. as it's just invented the magnetic generator that generated a high current of electricity with low voltage. It became a part of the production of dynamos. In That's the right. 1870s, Thomas Edison introduced the electric lighting system using DC generators. It was used to supply enough power for light industries and homeowners. In the 1880s, Nikola Tesla. Now they mention him. Of course, because, uh, well, Thomas... Yeah, well. Yeah, you know that back and forth. <laughs> uh, introduced the polyphase AC system. It was able to generate huge amounts of power. Of course it was. Over the 1900s, many companies tried to produce generators with different features and benefits. Motors began being used. Electricity generator units helped businesses owner, business owners maximize productivity. In the 2000s, portability of generators became a focus. So small generators were developed with fuel tanks, speed regulators, voltage regulators, engine batteries, and starting mechanisms. Mechanisms. Interesting. So yeah, I noticed that on your feed, I do want to talk a little bit about Jenny's. Yeah. I'm sure with the, the last three years of what's been going on, a lot of people have been asking for more Jenny's. Yep. Just in case the world blows up. Just in case the world blows up and they could be that one house that's still lit up with their Christmas tree and everything like that, uh, which is great. And uh, recently you've been doing a lot of the Kohler gens, right? Yeah. I'm an authorized dealer and installer. Nice. Yeah. And and you're a fan or not a fan? Huge or Huge fan. A huge fan of it. Huge them? fan. Everyone's so used to either Champion or Generac, right? Most promoted first. That's no. why. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know that Kohler does make Jennies. They also make lawnmowers. They make a bunch of other stuff. They were the outside. first ones to make generators. Were they the first ones? 1920. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Generator, okay. uh, Generac didn't get invented till the 60s. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even yeah. know that. Kohler's, Kohler's are the first and the best. So why do you like Kohler's over the other players? When you open them up, you'll see the difference. It, there's a huge difference? Well, I started my first, I think, first eight years doing only Generacs. Okay. And I'm like, all right. This I've is only done the Generacs. Yeah. And I, I pay attention. I just watch it. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Pretty, pretty I see thick cables. I stay away from them. Yeah. Stator, engine. Wiring done, right? Pretty much, yeah. And you're like, and it's a great generator. Great generator. Then I was like, let me start looking at the Kohler. Oh, you got to do all this training and there's software involved. And so Generac is more mechanical. Kohler's got this crazy software uh, tuning and all the, and so many more options. So then I'm like, all right, so what do you got to do to become an installer of Kohler? Well, it's pretty broad to learn. They won't let you uh, go near them. It's a test. Oh, it's a test. It's a big test. Yeah. Can you cheat? No. Okay. No. Uh, you got to go to Wisconsin for training. Uh, I, I've been to Wisconsin yeah, Colders. Which is where Genrack is too. I love that building. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, pretty impressive stuff, man. Pretty impressive stuff. Well, I do know with Kohler, I could honestly say that when they do something, they do something. Mm-hmm. They don't do well, it half-assed. Well, they're the number one for commercial generators. Always has been. Um, they just started pushing hard for residential, i say, the past 20 years. I guess because of marketing, it's just not there compared to, like you said, with Champion and Generac. Yeah. Everyone knows them as... Champion. I, I know, I know. <laughs> you pay for what you get. Listen, I've got a job site uh, Champion, yeah. 9,000, no, which no. is great. They had listen, it for six, seven years. It still turns over like it's butter, man. They're all good. Yes. But from experience, Kohler's number one. Briggs & Stratton is number two. Uh, Cummins is number three. Really? And Generac is number four. Generac's all the way that far down. In my opinion. Wow. Yeah. Is Kohler's quieter? Uh, They're all about the same, 58 decibels for the average standard home. Why do you you like it so much? Just because the internal, the way it's designed? 
everything in Kohler is uh, made at Kohler. It's still U.S. made, yeah. No, no. <laughs> See how they worded that? Kohler's parts are all Kohler parts. Generax or not? Really? Oh, yeah. So why do you think when you go to Home Depot and you see a Generac in there, you, do you not think there's a difference if you buy them directly from Generac? Probably. Oh, yeah. Look at the make and model of the engines. Really? Mm-hmm. Different parts, different makes. So if there's an issue, you got a service, no, or no. even when you're installing? Yeah, like for Kohler. It's a lot easier for you to deal with it. Well, I'm trained on Kohler's now. So I made the decision... So, like I said, I, have, I was doing Generax for a good eight years. Great. I had it in, in, in my own home. My home is the guinea pig of all guinea pig homes. Everything that comes out, I try it on my home first. Every contractor. Knows. Otherwise, I wouldn't install it for a customer. Of course. Make the mistakes there. So, I uh, started doing them eight years. Callbacks. Callbacks for Generax. Callbacks. What kind of callbacks? Simple, stupid little things. Uh, controller uh, doesn't charge the battery anymore. You need the battery for it to start, right? Of course. 12-volt battery. That's probably the number one issue. Uh, was the battery charger stops charging the battery because they come they're charged off of the actual controller yeah Kohler has a separate dedicated circuit that you have to run dedicated for a battery charger separate from the controller solves that problem so the battery is constantly charged constantly charged until when the power goes off you have a full charge battery still it kicks on well not only that if you if there's a problem with the battery charger on a generac it fries the controller how much you think that controller costs really does it do that oh yeah Wow. Yeah. 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 And I, I guarantee you they're going to do, they're going to have a separate dedicated line for battery chargers soon. Because they'll have to now. Oh, it's been 10 years of this crap. Service calls, service calls. Colors are more expensive? Oh, yeah. Uh, not twice though, right? No, no, no. I'd say a 20%. That's not crazy. Uh, First not of all, when you're already doing a standby generator, yeah. you're paying a pretty penny. Mm, depends who you hire. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we were in the ballpark. I mean, by the time we... What size? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's the other thing is mm-hmm. that I'm trying to remember exactly the last one that we did. If it was a 20, 20 kilo, it could yeah. have been a 20 kilowatt. Yeah. It was a good size house. It was, yeah. a, I mean, it was a 5,000 including the basement. That's a huge misconception though. No, you don't need to surface the whole house, right? No, but that's a misconception. Like bigger the house, bigger the generator. That doesn't no, make, no, no, no. Yeah. No, you have to decide, you have to do your low calculations and figure that's out right. what you want. And then you have those conversations with the client. All right, listen, do you want everything? able to turn on at the same time yeah. or what's this, and nobody's housed everything turns on at the same well, time i like to tell them are you really going to use your hot tub in the in, in a power outage uh, you never know you might i know but i asked them the question yeah it's true because it, it'll be a four thousand dollar difference <laughs> right it's a big difference yeah so average house you're thinking about 20 kilowatts more than enough for it to oh 20 clocks is more than enough you okay. don't you don't need more than 24 unless you have uh four ac units two furnaces you do not need more than a 20 kilowatt. It'll take care of everything. It'll take care of And everything. all the power on the inside, TV, Game Boy, all that crap, right? Your house at a standard load, if I were to put a clamp on your main lines in your house, after your house has already been warmed up or cooled down in the summertime, you're, to keep it, to maintain it, it's 13 amps. That's it? That's it. If you have one furnace and one AC and, a, and like three, two or three fridges, that's it. 13 amps. A 20 kilowatt is 85 amps worth of power. That's crazy. Right? So why does ESA, let's go pick on them, Simon. I love ESA. <laughs> I agree with you. Why, do the, why does the ESA always do these load calculations to kind of like the max? It's the rule. It's to, it's but you're not consuming to the max. No, but if the capabilities are there, it could cause a fire that would, that would be bad. Yes. So you definitely, I, I agree with it. Aren't there a number of redundancies already to prevent any 
to get to that. That is the redundancy. Uh. <laughs> you got to do the load calculation and it matters. No one's going to use, listen, the stove is 40 amps, right? A yes. Two, a 2 pull 40. Who cooks with four burners and the oven at the same time? Holidays Not are in 2022. That, that, that's, when, that's when you might max out the stove. That's right. Holiday times, yep. right? One time. Sure. But the rest of the year, two burners at the that's moment. That's right. Maybe. But you yeah. have the 40 amp breaker in case you do. But you're it's calculating the same, it's the same 40, So when you're doing your, cal- your 40 amps, you're calculating. It's the same reason. Same thing. So you do that for everything. Yeah. And the, the biggest uh, power consumption in a home, no matter what, by far, is your dryer. I'm um, gas. Beautiful. <laughs> but I'm just like. I thought, I thought you were going to say the, uh, the stupid um, TV receiver bullshit thing. No, no, no. Like your dryer is. It, when it when you turn it on, there's nothing below the 30 amps. That it's it says 30, it's it, actually draining oh, 30 amps. Well, it's draining like 25, 24. That's crazy, really. It's constantly, yeah. That's the that's the biggest. Uh, if you ever look at your if you ever look at your hydro bill, that's the reason why it's high. Well, that's why I went to gas. Yes, gas is a lot less, and mm-hmm. I love that it is. Right, mm-hmm. people don't like it because they're paying the ass to run. But it. if you take away the dryer, everything is like four amps, five amps. Just a stove. If but my cook, but like, my stove is with, is dual. Yeah, so. but no one cooks. No, with, I know. Right? So I a got, dryer's running for an hour. I got gas burners and I got an electric oven. Yeah, a dryer's running for an hour at twenty-five amp draw. Constant. That's actually a good point. I never even looked at it that yeah. way. What are we talking about? Everybody's doing heated floors these days, but that's not <laughs> drawing shit. Uh, is it drawing a lot of power? Yeah. Anything with the heating element is ju- that's the number one draw consumption is the heating element because it's a constant, right? Continuous. That's why. Yes. So you got to look at power consumption as a continuous. Yeah. Not as just a. And you're only off. allowed. You're only allowed eighty percent on the rule, right? So if it's y- continuous, yeah. So the max in-floor heating can be at a 120 volt is uh, 12 amps, 12 and a half amps, because you're only allowed to draw 12 and a half amps off of, off of a 15 amp breaker. Yes, right. That's why that number keeps on coming up when we're running the lines and we're doing the yeah, calculations. Like even they can make it stronger. They can make it closer to 15, but the, the, that's against code, right? So as soon as you want more power, go to 240. So, but these days everybody's asking for that. Oh, yeah, it's so luxurious. Everybody's asking. You got to see the stuff I'm wearing up these days. <laughs> it's insane, huh? Heated drawers, heated towel racks, heated drawers. Yep. What heated drawers? All your utensils, dry. You can just throw them in there wet from the from the dishwasher. Are you kidding me? You've Carl? never seen that? No, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? A heated drawer for your. That's the newest, greatest. You know how the. So how do you heat a drawer? Uh the device that they bought, right? It's like just like you can't have um, just like you can't have plugs in drawers. You can, if it's a CSA approved device, which which is uh, that's the device. Yeah, and the same thing with a heated drawer. It's an actual device. So a heat. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Heated drawer, so you can have warm cutlery. That's that's how it progresses. So so let me let me talk stupid now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're setting a table. You take out a warm utensil, put it on a cold table. I never asked the reason why. This is I, stupid. I assumed <laughs> it was coming out of a wet dishwasher. I never asked the reason why. I just wired up. It doesn't. It won't. La- it won't stay warm enough. If, I, if you're a bachelor and you're just grabbing the one, I used to fork, have that reaction for a heated towel rack. That's old news now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like heated towel racks because they're ugly. They're they're functional, but they're ugly. Yeah. But a heated drawer, I gotta look into that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Dishwasher, and that doesn't. That's not consuming a lot of power. No, any only things that have a heating element. That's it. 
They, they, they take up all the washing machines now with all the sanitary cycles that take like 15 days to do a load, right? So <laughs> you're like spending scalding, uh, flaming hot water mm -hmm. to wash your clothing now, right? Yeah, filtered water and all that stuff. All that crap. So that's got to be consuming a lot. Yeah, yeah, because there's a heating element in there. I noticed that you did a Jenny right by the meter. Yeah, that's where you want it. Right by the meter? What do you mean? The gas meter or the electrical? No, meter? no, electrical, the hydro. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's where you want it. You don't want Closer it. the better, cheaper the cost for the wire. That's the reason why. So, yeah. but, but most people have their meters on the side of the house, and sometimes there's not a lot of space there. Well, when you, when you pick a spot, like the customer says, I want it here. I say, okay, the reality is your gas is on the other side of the house, so you're either going to pay X amount of dollars for the gas line or you're going to pay X amount of dollars for the copper. Which one's more expensive right now? Warflex is cheaper, a lot cheaper. So right. it's kind of smart to park it right there. Yeah. Plus on the side, nobody's hanging out there, so when it turns over... Uh, in my opinion, the side, if it's in the middle of the side, like if it's in the front of the side of the house, it's okay. Or in the back, it's okay. Yeah. When you put it in the middle, it ends up being an echo chamber. Yeah. It's like a tunnel. Yeah, it's bad for sound. At 58 decibels, it gets pretty loud. So it's actually a good point because now you're just like, you've got what? Less than 10 feet of tech cable, whatever, to go from one to the other. Yeah, that's how I keep the cost down. It's like, I'm not out to grill anybody. I want the cheapest possible solution. So I tell them, you know, if we put the pad here, uh, code is 18 inches away from the home. Uh, you know, five uh, feet away from windows and doors that open. And uh, this is the cheapest spot because of tech cable and or PVC and RW. Whatever it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still 20K or so, no? No, I, no, I, don't, I don't charge that. You don't charge? The, the, including the unit and everything? Taxes in for a 20, uh, 18 and a half. My cost. Well, that's 20. Yeah. I, hey. I make it to the showroom. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen and a half, twenty is $1,500. Yeah, it is, but there's going to be some little bell and whistle here, there, or something, little detail or something. And that's right? with uh, winter heaters, right? You have those options, right, to put on the heating pads for the oil filter, the battery. Which Kohler offers that? Yeah. Yeah, so does uh, Generac. Generac does that yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is a must. So I can, I can only assume that a lot more people are getting these things, right? Yeah. But could you imagine the whole neighborhood turning this over when we do have our brownouts when everybody's supposed to go EV? Well, my house is lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> The EV thing is pretty funny, actually. Let's go with the EV thing, because, I mean, I know that the incentives are not there anymore. Well, I was, I was, I think, one of the first adopters. I, I, I bought my Tesla in 2015. Okay. I don't have any more. Yeah. Um, I bought it in 2015 because I'm a, I'm a big fan. I don't know if it's because I'm an electrician, but when I saw that way before anybody was talking about it, I had to, I had to order that in 2013. And How did you do it? Because I know that back then it would have been a pain in the ass. There was only one location at um, uh, Lawrence Avenue in Toronto. Yeah. That was the original Tesla location. Yeah. And uh, I went there in person in 2013 and they, and they offered it to, everything was done online and they would offer it to, to deliver to your house. Done inside. Wow. But yeah, it took. How was hooking up the charging back then? Uh, great. It was easy? Well, because not everyone had one, right? Not everyone's going to be able. So we're starting to see this now, especially in Toronto. You apply for the, two, the 200 amp upgrade because you're not allowed installing them. Unless you have a 200 amp upgrade service. Yeah, yeah. And Toronto's saying no. Everyone they're, assumes that they're going to say yes. They're denying it? Yeah. They're starting so to. So obviously they've bought the car already. They bought the car. But they don't need those chargers. That's another misconception. What do you mean? Uh, 1450R stove plug. Yeah. Is a 10 amp difference between the Tesla charger. So what it means is it's just not going to charge as fast? Instead of a three and a half, four hour wait, it will take five and a half hours. With a stove plug. 
Is there a premium on the actual car? Char- because every manufacturer oh, now has their own charger. Yeah, Ford's is Ford's is eighty amp draw. Tesla's is only sixty. What? Yeah, the Ford charger, the EV station. Yeah, it's capable of eighty. But you can get away with a stove. Yeah, hundred percent. ESA is fine with that. Yep. Uh, ESA. Again, they're, load, lis- they're listening, by the way. Again, again, <laughs> load calculations matter. Load calculations. So matter. when you're doing load on a car, you have to figure out. But no, hang on a sec. You're doing load on a car. It's how long it's going to take to charge. It's not really the load, is it? Sure it is. You still have to factor in the load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, with the ESA and going all the way to the if max. You, if you have two kitchens, okay, they still won't accept that, uh, that 1450, probably not, if you add up, because it's not just based on the kitchens, but that's usually the giveaway. If you have two full kitchens in your home, uh, they're not and a hundred amp service. They're not going to let you put in a fourteen fifty for an EV chase. No, you'd have to upgrade the me- the hundred amp but, to two hundred. But a lot of people think that you have to in order to have an EV. You don't because the difference in the Tesla charger and a fourteen fifty plug is minimal. Like if you want to save twelve hundred bucks on the charger and hiring us, which is probably another eighteen hundred bucks, uh, just get a fourteen fifty plug and you're good. Perfectly legit. Perf- but is there a problem with the Ford? You're saying it draws more power. There's 80 oh, amps. If you want to, I'm, I'm saying their charger's a beast. Okay. It does 80 amps. But so you, you can still charge the Ford on that stove. Yes. Okay. Yes. But a 200 amp panel, you're legally only allowed to draw 187 amps. Yes. So you have to still figure out your load. You're using 80 amps on just the car. <laughs> on the Ford, right? And now so they you're got the, on the edge of it then. And now you got the Tesla trucks that are coming out, which I pre-ordered, by the way. Uh, what do you mean? The Cybertruck? Yes. I didn't even know that they're coming out because oh, yeah. he announced that how long ago? I bought it two, I put a deposit two years ago. Yeah, that's what I figured as much. When are they supposed to hit the street? I think 2023, honestly. You think next year? Yeah. He's been quiet as a mouse about it. It's been two years. Did you order the shingles? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm, uh, I love the tech. I love that it's capable, but they're going to shut that down. Why did you get rid of your Tesla? Uh, save money. Put my priorities. Uh, but it's ready. Bought. You paid for it. No? Yeah. So I enjoyed it for a solid uh, four years. I had it. Yeah. Three, three or four years. And I, and I definitely, it definitely paid itself off. Because remember, everyone's going to think I'm rich. The Tesla in 2015 was uh, 57 grand for a Model S. Yeah, it was reasonable. It was reasonable. Yeah. So uh, after driving so many kilometers, saving on gas, it definitely paid itself off. So I'm a pro Tesla guy for that reason. How was the resale when you got rid of it? Uh, I prob- I think it sold for 42. Wow. F- like four or five years later? What's with, the street? With almost 200,000 kilometers on it. Wow. Yeah. How was the winter? You lose 30%. I don't care what anyone says. So here's the issue that I have, and I don't know if Cybertruck. So what's the street value of Cybertruck? <sighs> what, the initial? What, what are you going to pay for it when you get it? No one knows. He hasn't given you a sticker price. Yeah, the two-year-ago price. The new price. Wasn't the two-year-ago price the same price as an average pickup truck? Uh, cheaper. Yeah, but now we've gone through everything. And an average pickup truck is $100,000 now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like, I, I, I think it's going to be 140 whereas the original sticker price was 88 Okay, so now isn't it also fact that with any of these pickup truck EVs, mm-hmm. the moment you slap a trailer on it. Oh, you lose. Half. Oh, yeah. I believe it. And then that's not including the winner. That's right. As a contractor, impossible. I have an issue with yes, that. I oh, have. I have several issues with that. I have. I have one friend who owns an electrical contracting company. He got the Ford Lightning. He has a trailer, and he's pushing it close every day. He's getting it done. He's pushing it close. To has zero. he gone through a winter yet? No, this is the oh, first winter. That's right. Everybody that got a Ford Lightning, this is the first winter. And he thinks through. like he he he's he, gonna have to charge. He oh yeah, halfway through the day. But the Cybertruck, 
and this is okay in my in my opinion tesla's number one for tech and battery consumption so the ford lightning i think is giving you 500 kilometers i don't know i think it is okay um and then you lose 30 percent guaranteed down to 380 in the dead of winter like february. winter february will bring it down to 380 and then you're losing more if you're hauling 150 if you're hauling 150 is nothing nothing but the cyber truck is coming with 1300 kilometer capability so even if you lose, ha- you don't believe it, eh? I don't think you'll get to put. I listen. The only thing I ever said when I first was announced, I said, "Show me the numbers mm-hmm. in the dead of winter yeah. on a real job site." That's it. Yeah. Show me those numbers. Yeah. It's not thirteen hundred. If you're a contractor and you're running through the mud and it's dead of winter, and well, we don't know. No, we don't know because it hasn't been tested. That's right. But he's saying right now that he's developed a, a product that's yeah. going to give him thirteen hundred. Well, at the time when I bought my Tesla. It came with 480 kilometers. And at that time, the only other EV was the Chevy Volt. And that was 130 kilometers. Yeah. Like, and he said it and everyone had the same reaction and I got it and it did what I bought it for. Like it gave me even 200,000 kilometers later, it was still giving me 430. But it's funny, as much as I can respect Elon and his testing and tech and everything like that, he hasn't thrown it into winter. He hasn't thrown it into Canada. My Tesla... No, no, the pickup truck. Oh, no. On a real no, construction yeah. Yeah, site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't yeah. done that. Well, he's, I guess, he's I guess trying we're going to gonna see. Yeah, we're going to see. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I just, he hasn't, th- I would want to see it in a real Canadian construction site. Yeah. Day to day, week to week, season to season. Yeah. And then once it does that, then give me that data. Hey, based on what he's done, I am a positive on, on that. I, I, I totally but agree once with what I, you're saying. I heard about the trailer. I was like, I'm not, a lot Which, of guys are trailer guys. Yeah. A lot of guys are trailer guys. Oh, yeah. No, no, like I wouldn't, in my personal opinion. You I wouldn't, wouldn't do the trailer. Never. I wouldn't get a Ford. So I just got a Maverick, a Ford Maverick, you know, those little. Yeah, mini, yeah. Beautiful truck. Is that electric? No, it's not no, electric. No, but it comes as offered as an electric. Okay. A hybrid. Hybrid. I got the, but you lose the all-wheel drive. I'm like, no, no. So why are you getting a cyber truck though? You're an electrician. I'm running, I'm assuming you're running a van of some sort, no? Yeah. yeah. So with the cyber truck, you're not going to really run oh, the I'm job. Oh, I'm just a fan. That's just this so you, isn't for work. It's more of a personal vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it's not going to touch the mud. Well, I I plan on adapting it to my company stuff for sure because I want to see if I can do it. I'm curious. You let me know. Oh, I'll let you know. I'm <laughs> curious. I just find it really funny because I remember watching those videos that he presented, and and all of a sudden he was overtaking or he was pulling the, the F yeah the yeah. F fifty right yeah. I mean, but in the time that that happened, Ford has already launched theirs. It's yeah, out there testing. Is it a great one? I don't know. If you understand the specs, though. What they launched, he already launched three, four years ago. Got it. Right? So what, this way I'm like, you got to be a little bit more positive because he has the history to back it up. Yes. And if that was three, four years ago, tech, I can only what imagine it now? what's it going to be. So if he says in my email that it's capable of doing 1300, I'm going to say, I hope so. So Carlo, here's a, here's a question that I've asked all the sparkies that come on the show. Oh, yeah. If every single homeowner in, in province of Ontario were to switch over to an EV. Can't be done. Exactly. So why can't it be done? Our uh, existing uh, infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's no shot. Listen, I live in Innisfil. <laughs> you know how many times our power goes out there? You guys constant brownouts? Well, right? it's cottage. It's nice. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. And they're privatized. They're hydro, which is in power. Yeah. Fantastic service. See the difference? Fantastic service. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving shit to Hydro One. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan oh, of them either. Oh, my God. I know. So we don't have the infrastructure, but yet you've got a government who keeps on pushing it. Yeah. You know, asking people to go EVs. Follow the money, man. 
I know. It's all crap. All That's what I can't stand. I keep telling everybody that's in construction, we're on our own. Yeah. Don't expect anything from the government. Unless I you're you. believe anything the government says. <laughs> How about that? Just a <laughs> little, little, little common sense, guys. Um, what else is there? Okay, I mean, uh, what else is new in electrical? Like in the houses, resi, what's people asking for other than the heated EVs? Um, EVs. Power consumption has got to be going down, but the problem is that we're using more things. Yeah, and let me uh, state, I think it should be mandatory in the building code that every home built this day forward has surge protectors built in. In what? In every? All homes. Oh, you mean in the actual panel? Yeah. You, oh, I believe that you, too. You put in the panel. Yeah. Right? 100 amp service is the minimum. Put in the surge protector. Uh, okay, so here's my question. If you put a surge protector at the panel. Yep, protect your whole house. fuck do we still need arc fault? receptacles in the bedrooms those are two separate totally different things okay but why do i I know the surge protector it's it's the power coming into the panel i get all that stuff right yeah but why are you allowing these receptacles and bedroom applications not even able to power a vacuum well the arc fault is designed for things like back in the day when us kids would stick something in there of course but even like if there's a heated line so let's say you uh, let's say you put in a heater uh 1800 watt heater in the wall that heats up the wire, even if it's up the code. Oh, I've seen it. If you run it, I've it'll heat up the wire. Yeah. So if anything happens to that wire in the wall, that arc fault will sense it and trip it. So I agree with the arc faults, but they're on revision number six, I think now, because of all the nuisance tripping. Yeah. Yeah, it's driving us electrical contractors nuts. I think Siemens is on number six. So can we not design a better... They are. Every year they keep coming with newer... But it's still doing the exact same problem. Uh, some of them... Uh, they're gotten better? Homeline arc faults, in my opinion, the best arc faults. Okay. Which is a Schneider product. Everyone's talking highly about Schneider, man. Yeah, well, I love to get I was on all, this show. I was all Siemens. Really? And what happened with Siemens? Arc faults. That's how it was really. That's yeah. what made me switch to Schneider. So why are all these breakers going through the roof and cost-wise? Are we still using that bullshit COVID China crap, whatever? There's computer chips and all these things too? Yep. Why hasn't copper gone down? Copper's gone down on the market. Why, why are we still paying those crazy prices on the coils? Because you guys will buy it regardless. We have to. You guys don't have work or make money or survive unless you buy it at this high price. How about this? And it goes along the same general thing. I have to wait a month and a half for Hydro One to give me a disconnect reconnect yeah, date. I fucking don't hate But that. hold on. There's a, there's a surplus. There's a surplus of $13 million. Why don't you use that money to hire more guys? They won't. They won't. And when they do, they send three guys. One doesn't work to watch. Because Hydro's privatized. That's what happened. Remember? They sold it. Kathleen Wynn. Kathleen Wynn. Oh, was that? No, that was the Wynn, yeah. Yeah. That's why. Where is Wynn right now? Living the life on our on our tax dollars. <laughs> so it's such a, basically what we're saying is Toronto is such a corrupt corporation. All city. All <laughs> cities. The world. I'm only going to speak for Toronto. Okay. <laughs> so. But it drives me nuts, right? If I, uh, if I only did generators, you know how screwed I would have been because of COVID? I couldn't get a generator for six months because they need their parts delivered. Which is what everyone's going through, right? How did you get Kohler generators? So, because I, I remember speaking with Kohler on the plumbing side, and there was a lot of delays on a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I waited. I ordered in March. I got it. No, I ordered in January, got some in June. Oh, so you still waited, huh? Oh, yeah. That's still big. Now it's good. Because be- before that, it would have been like almost right then and there, the next week or two, right? You would have oh, had it. Yeah. And, and that's what it's back now. So I can get between, uh, they, they, they sell a, eight, uh, a 10, 12, 14, and 20. I can, I can get those in three weeks. What's the max? Oh, 64. Liquid cooled. So after, so that's the difference between Kohler and Generac too, right? Liquid cooled. Liquid cooled. So uh, air cooled stops at 20 kilowatts for Kohler. Okay. 
if you want a 24, it comes liquid cooled. Fantastic generator, crazy price. How much more money? Double. Double the price. Eh? So, but it, but then if you want 24 in Generac, hey, there you go. But it's not liquid cooled. Do you have a Tesla power bar in your uh, power wall, whatever? Uh, no, I have a cold. I, I'm a, I'm a Kohler guy, so they have their own version called the Kohler Reserve. Well, I didn't know they had their version. Yeah, Kohler Reserve. I heard it's a pain in the ass to Tesla one to install. Um, is it a pain in the ass? Or the no? only reason why it's a pain in the ass is because they're still trying to get the uh, codes down and the rules and regulations. Yeah, that's what it was. He was so in BC they're pumping them out like crazy, and in here we still can't get approval. So we can order them and, and they'll ship. We can't get ESA permit. Uh, tell me about the Kohler one, man. It's the exact same. Really? Same tech, same look, same has the green, green little eye. <laughs> cool. Easier to install? If you ask me. Because uh, you're authorized. Yeah. If you ask me um, which are the best, if you want to go down the uh, solar panel road, uh, the only ones I would install now are Tesla Powerwall and Kohler Reserve. Because it's an all-in-one. It's got the built-in inverter. You ever go when, they were, when the government, Kathleen, was given those contracts for the solar houses? Yeah. You ever go near one of those houses and you hear the crazy humming? No, I didn't do that. That's the inverter. Really? Crazy humming. Drives people nuts, especially if you live in the house. It hums like crazy because it's, it's old tech, right? At least now if you get Tesla Powerwall and Kohler Reserve, you get the all-in-one, no humming, lithium batteries, right? Same price? Uh, Teslas and... Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they're competing against each other, right? Is it worth? It depends how you use it. Like, is it worth... If you have solar panels, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you have solar panels, yes. Yeah, you can build. A, uh, the rule of thumb is you always double. So if the average home uses four kilowatts, uh, you want to build an eight kilowatt system, right? Winter months, you only get half, right? Are there not rules? I remember having a brief conversation because uh, I'm not a solar expert. By no, the no, way. not solar. But um, you know, when when Toronto Hydro does show up and does do some work, <laughs> uh, the one person on the crew does the work. Always. I always have. Plenty of time to chat with the other two guys that are not doing anything with the clean overalls. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. And so I'm always chatting with them. And I mean, is it true that um, you cannot get off the grid fully? Oh, no. That's a misconception. No, you, you, uh, are In you Toronto, asking I'm asking. The rule. Because the rule, right? Yeah. Yeah. They won't let you. Okay. So they won't let you. No. So they keep moving the line higher and higher north. <sighs> so back in the day, back in 2000. You were allowed to build, you were allowed to apply, and they would usually say yes, uh, north of Rutherford. Yeah, but and now then they that's moved a it, whole city. And up then there. they moved it to Highway 9. And now you're lucky if you get approval for Simcoe Muskoka. And they'll let you go down to zero. You'll be totally off. They want that service fee from the meter. And Isn't it in the best interest of the community? Do you know the argument they use? What's the argument? You have to have two sources of power for your fire alarm system. It's a safety reason. That's why we can't let you go off the grid. Okay, so if you have a backup generator and you've got to off the, your source, whatever. If you want to pay 20 grand in lawyers, and you will win that argument. And any public official will not fight for us on this because they're in bed with... Come on. This money. is what I've always Follow hated. The money. Why not? Why? Because I'm sure there's a lot of homeowners and contractors that want to provide this for their homeowners. So the, so the Kohler system has an option in the app that you, when the solar, if and when the solar runs out on your batteries, the Kohler generator kicks in on propane. There's your two power sources plus the battery backup of your actual full smoke detector. And you don't detector. need the hydro anymore. 
Isn't that what you really want? Like at that point, that's what we want. Well, that's what we want, but not what the powers of. They'll be. lose. Like, they'll lose their shirts. <sighs> they want that service fee that keeps going up. Now, if you use zero power, you're still paying eighty dollars a service fee, connection fee. Sorry, sorry, connection <sighs> fee. I'm gonna get a lot of emails, there, Carlo. Oh, I know, I know, and they're all gonna hate. Man, you know what? I love it. I love it. I'm just telling you the truth, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna forward them to you, man. Hey, but I, I but I did say I'm a fan of ESA. I'm a know. big fan of. I'm ESA. a fan of ESA. I can oh, hate no, somebody and like them at the same time. A lot of people hate them. I, I'm actually a fan of them. They roll in like they, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're the kings of electrical, <laughs> man. Emergency power supply generators. This is OBC Talk. Generators intended to supply emergency power for lighting, fire safety, and life safety systems in a building must be located in a room that contains only the generating set and equipment related to the emergency power supply system. That makes sense. And is separated from the rest of the building by a fire separation with a fire resistant rating of at least two hours. So that's basically double layer five eighths. Uh, most buildings over 18 meters, which is 60 feet tall, or two hours for residential buildings with floor assembly fire resistance ratings or more than one hour or one hour for most other buildings. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay. Um. What is ESA always, uh, what are they changing now? They're always changing shit. Constantly updating the code. How are you guys supposed to stay you, updated? It's, that's the difference. That's the difference, I think, in between a, a good electrician and an average electrician is taking, because it's not mandatory. We don't have to. But if you care, you will. And uh, buying the book is gone. There's so many changes constantly with bulletins. They gone digital yet? Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the only way to do it. Okay. So, uh, you know, I've already gotten four different versions of the code book since the one came out in May. Half the year? Yeah. Of, of like, changes. So, bulletin changes, rules, regulations. Yeah. Because, like, in all honesty, this has been the biggest I've seen changes in the code so quick ever. Why? Safety. Why do you think? Safety? safety. Yeah. It's purely safety? Yeah. Are we not building safer? Safe? safer uh safer these days uh they're building safer but a lot of things get into the crack like the number one call uh safety thing that i get now this time of year is people plugging in uh floor heaters into power bars can't do that you can't do that but how many people know that right i don't know yeah are we talking about elderly people here are we talking about general every general i get that call a lot I get every time there's a thunderstorm, like the windstorm we had on Saturday, Yeah, half my house didn't light up because uh, they don't have a surge protector. So they lost their stove, their TVs, right? So why isn't a surge protector not mandatory as part I of? I don't know. I think it a will be. A surge protector costs what? Uh, for the whole panel, for the whole home, 150 bucks. It's nothing. Installed, I charge like 350 It's. It, I was going to say 500 It's nothing. No. Totally when you're it. doing new construction, you got a panel or whatever. Even if you're upgrading from 100 to 200, throw it in. Put it in. It costs nothing. What kills me is they'll, they'll spend uh, $200 on a power bar from Future Shop to do their TV for search. Just put it on the panel and you don't need the power bar. But isn't it also true if, if you do get hit, you have to change that search? Yeah, but it did its job. It, it protected job. all your stuff. Yeah, exactly, right? right? I will gladly pay that. We had another Sparky here not too long ago, and he was talking about how when a, uh, a breaker trips, mm-hmm. technically speaking, you have to replace it. Yes. Uh, the actual average uh, age of a breaker is like 15 trips. So I, I know people that use it as a switch. 
Oh, every day. <laughs> like they turn on the lights. Uh, it's pretty much the warranty's gone. The value of it, the the interior of it is gone after like 15. Does that matter any manufacturer? That's the general that's rule. That's the general rule. That's the general rule. So 15 is imagine if you trip a switch 15 times, that switch, that breaker is done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And after that, if it's tripping again, it's just, it's basically failed. Oh, it probably won't trip anymore. That's why they say you should change it because it should be tripping and it won't trip. Well, that creates a heat that gets fire at that point, right? Yeah. Oh, I see some stuff in my day. <laughs> wow. I never even knew about this 15 thing. Yeah. Well, that's the general rule. Yeah. So here's the scary thing I'm is sure that there's a spec on it. I've got a commander. Oh, get rid of that. I part. know. Don't worry. It's already scheduled. I know. I know. Commander is, belongs on this enterprise. That's all it does. It doesn't belong in anybody's house. I think, just, they, I think they came up with commander when they thought aluminum was a good idea. Is that what it is? For residential. Oh, mine's not, mine's not aluminum, but oh, yeah, aluminum it's a pain fine. in the ass, that thing. I yeah. hate it. I can't stand it. And when the Sparkies do come by and they look at it, they're like, Whoa. Did you find out the cost of a breaker to replace it? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. I don't, do, can you find that? Yeah. Yeah. Eaton took over the uh, rights for it. Okay. So you can get an Eaton breaker that'll fit on a Commander panel and it's an Eaton product. So who's got the nicest panel? Schneider? Uh, Leviton is the, new, uh, is the new bad boy in town. Why is that? Uh, they're Wi Fi enabled. Mobile app. Really? Yeah, not a lot of guys know that it exists. I didn't know that. Yeah, this, this is the pros of being on Instagram. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's expensive? Oh, yeah. Double, triple. Is it worth it? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, honestly. Eaton any good? Eaton is, uh, I, I can't say who's number one, but I'd say right now, Eaton and Schneider. Are you deciding that choice? Yeah. Or, okay, you're just, that's yeah. what I figured, right? I, like, it's not specced out by anybody no. that's on the job. No. Yeah. I used to be all Siemens. Not anymore. Until the whole barrier bullshit with, okay. Oh, they're not paying my callbacks. No. Oh, yeah, static. Uh, you're wearing socks and you have carpet in your house and you go to a switch, it'll trip the arc fault. Static from your damn socks. Oh, I start getting angry. So <laughs> that's what I mean. I can't stand that. I yeah. just, I don't but know. home line. So far, so good. Really? No yep. issues at all? One. Listen, 100 issues or one issue? I'll take the one issue. Who's got the nicest pot lights these days? Oh, that's preference. Honestly. That's They're preference. all good kind of thing or just personal? I mean, you're paying for options. They all do the same job. One has eight different colors built in with a switch. Yeah. And, you know, um, the quality of light, right? The output of lumens. That's pretty much what you're paying for when you see a $100 pot light and a $20 pot light. Those are the reasons. Okay, Carlo, here's a big question, man. Here we go. Laying out your pot lights. Oh, do you a symmetrically lay them out on the ceiling mm. to your calculations, mm -hmm. or b lay them out for functionality to the room symmetrically? Why? I disagree with you. By the way, I disagree every electrician. By the way, <laughs> when it comes to that, well, you're, you're on, to, to, to be honest with you, you're trying to do both. You're trying At to the do best both. of your ability. You do, yeah, but, but I can't. I can't see. No one actually looks up. It's kind of a peripheral vision when you walk in and i gotta see equalization so that's why i disagree with you guys i know that you guys want to lay it out symmetrically on the ceiling mm -hmm. but when you turn on a light do you look up at the ceiling but are you talking about kitchens you're talking about general kitchens no kitchens it's got functionality be functionality thank you yes bedroom wise symmetrically yeah no like i always put one so this is how i do it i always put one center of the fridge wherever the fridge is and then the gap between where the fridge is to your back door or where your, your, your table is, 
Yes. Your kitchen table. Yes. I'll evenly lay it out there as a row, starting from the fridge. And then your two pendants over the island, right? It'll so I go fridge, sink, stove. That's right. I go but island or whatever the pendants are and work around but it. Sink, a two-inch stove, a four-inch, or a, a fridge, a four-inch. Paul Light, it makes a difference. Yeah, it, it also does. To it, give okay, it the separation. So also, too, the placement of where it is on the fridge and the stove yeah. is different than where it is on the sink because when you're in the sink working it, you don't want to be in the same spot that you would put for the fridge, which is just in front of it. Mm -hmm. Same with the stove, which is just in front of it because you've got your hood that's going to be illuminating that as well, too. That's why I keep arguing with the Sparkies about it. It's like <laughs> it's functionality and the light source. Yeah. These lights in this kitchen, exclusively kitchen, it mm -hmm. also applies sometimes to bathrooms, bathrooms as well. Because yeah. if you've got the a tub, the shower, a tub, and the sinks. exactly. Yeah. So it's functionality. Yes. You can't walk into a bathroom and it's a square box. Literally, those are the only two. Uh, bedroom symmetrically. Hallway symmetrically. Yes, uh, I get it. How about all outdoor pot lights? Okay, first of all. We all have different ways I of I need to it. shoot a bunch of people in my neighborhood. Thank you. With the 15,000 of them? God, Thank man. you. Are they landing airplanes or what's the story here? I, I don't think, understand, man. Okay, so I think, I think a good... So the biggest uh, ESA thing that they're doing right now is going after all the uh, non-electricians who are doing pot lights. Oh, so you're getting, I, see, I wouldn't even do that. So DIYers are doing that. Oh, they're, we've given it to them. We don't even want to do it because no one wants to pay our rates. Wow, because they said I can get some guy on Kijiji for oh, 20 bucks. Oh, I found this uh, $5 pot light on Amazon. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to charge him $500 for labor. It's in the container right now from China. No permits. The CSA approved. Yeah. <laughs> and, but again, some electricians do it their way. The way I, I have a general rule, it's supposed to accent the corners of your home. <laughs> That's it. That's all it's supposed but you're to do. Thinking you where don't the light source is supposed to go. Yeah. Not where the light is supposed to go. This is I want all the young sparkies to understand this. Do not do this stupid math, thirds, fourths, five feet from there, four feet. That's not you look at the light source. Yes. What's it supposed to do in the room? Yeah. And then look at the room. What's the functionality Interior, of that yeah. room, yeah. right? Yeah. And okay, so now let's get back to the exterior, right? Yeah. Exterior uh, is a big problem right now. You're putting like 15 along the whole side of the house, man. And builders. Builders are doing that. Builders are doing that too? When you go, when you go drive by a model home, they, it's lit up like a Christmas tree. Every three feet. I don't get it, man. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't know the reason because I'm not a builder, but I'm sure there's a reason. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're going to start seeing these idiots oh, start gonna... running like uh, LED strip lighting in their soffits. Oh, man. yeah. yeah. I, oh. <laughs> I, I, I posted on Instagram <laughs> the stuff that I see. I'm just like, this wasn't passed with the permit. There's no way it was. And you know what? That's what ends up happening. A lot of people will see a post or see a job that I did, call me, and I'll be like, listen, I'm very expensive, uh, and it has to be done my way. Like, I, I can't let you say you want 15 pot lights on the peak. It's got to be, I pick on your house, yeah. which a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. And if you don't like it, call somebody else. Why do you think people are asking for all these stupid soffit lights? I don't know. It's supposed to accent your house, the corners of your house. That's it. It's not supposed to, like, all you need to do is put that white tarp on the driveway yeah. and, and have the guys carrying E.T. out of the house. That's all you need to do now with all that lighting, man. But you do know it's different regions have different. Oh, I know, but <laughs> it's just I don't get it. I don't understand. It's like, what, what, they figure that the ladder's up there already? Well, you're already fishing wire, so you're just fishing it through the soffit? Yeah. And might as well put another one here, another one here, another oh, Let's one hope here. they're doing it that way. I've seen some tuck. I've seen the tuck. No, oh, yeah, really? There's always that lip. For Are the they soffit? putting it on one circuit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because what? They're calculating that they're LEDs, so there's only so much consumption going I on? I assume it's because they're not electricians. They don't know the rule. So I, I didn't even think. When I do see it, like, like I'm, mine are split three different switches, mm -hmm. right? There's front, back, and side, right? Yeah. 
And I, and, you, and if you put that on a Lutron Caseta system, you can have one switch controlling it all. Control all. Oh, yeah. I'm not that rich. I'm not a Sparky. 100 bucks. <laughs> Not a Sparky or a plumber or an HVAC. Oh, uh, you'd hate my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine if you got a Kohler oh, generator. My wife, man. my wife's like, I this house reminds me of being in an airport. Is that right? Uh, it can be. Oh, you have the option to. Oh yeah, but you can dim so everything. My whole to house death. is controlled uh, on my server. Yes. I have full controllability and programming. Nice. So Christmas time, different lights compared to summer and spring and all that stuff. They have those pot, light, pot lights now that can change color, right? Yeah. I just. Uh, Seems like a lot of money, and it um, if it works, a bit of a waste for uh, one month of the year. Um, I have uh, I have a product that you can pick and choose your colors, but like a, a string of lights. Oh, okay. it's not pot lights. It's like a it's like Christmas lights. Okay, but they're um, they're in the actual soffit, so it's added onto the soffit. So when you don't use them, uh, you don't see them. Do you remember the nineties when everybody was putting garden lighting? Yeah, everybody was big on garden lighting. Here's a bush here. That's right. I want to put a light here. Here's a tree here. Changes. I want a light here. Mm-hmm. But now nobody's putting garden lighting. Everyone's mm. putting in the fucking soffits, man. Uh, uh, I beg to differ, actually. There's still a lot of garden Landscape lighting? lighting? Really? Huge. Like insane amounts? Oh, the prices are insane. They're waterproof fixtures. It's crazy. And first of all, people, you can't just run 14-2 outside. No. In the grass. Uh, you know what? The You're allowed to have NMU underground, black, rated, waterproof, Romex, uh, 18 inches, I think it is, uh, buried. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. And I, I, still don't, I still don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because the shovel can cut right through that. Well, that and it'll deteriorate sooner or later. Will it deteriorate? It, yeah. I mean, it just takes I longer. Thought the ins- it just really? takes longer, yeah. But I'm talking about just regular 14 too. Oh, no, no, you don't do that. They just bury it or yeah. put it along the fence line. The insulation on the wire is not rated. It's, all as soon as the sun touches it and it eats away at it every time, yeah. it's going to deteriorate. Again, the way that I do things is over and above. And if people want to pay me for it, great. But I won't do it for, I, I won't do it their way. You know what I'm saying? So, Carlo, kid coming into the industry, right to you? Uh, yeah. Right, right. At, like they, I wake up. If I'm school, hiring, sure. If you're hiring. But I mean, okay, where, when I say right to you, right to an established business. Yeah. With social media, there's lots of Sparkies online. Mm-hmm. You can see what they're talking about. I, you can see if you like them or dislike them. All the applicants that apply, because yeah. I constantly get a feed of emails. Yeah. I tell them. I don't ignore them. I help them. I Where to go, them. how to do it. Yeah, go to Skill Trades College, get some uh, uh, knowledge. If you have none, okay. if you have that, uh, if you have a construction father, then you have knowledge probably. Uh, start asking around, start getting off your ass. Do not email and call. Get off your ass. Go in person, make some. Come by the job site. Yeah. You think Skill Trades is good? Skill Trades College? Yeah. Uh, they're good until they offered that. Uh, We'll take over your payroll for you at a certain price. Remember the whole. Wait, hang on. I think we're talking about two different things here. I'm talking about the Skills Trades College, which is a paid program. Yeah. 10 grand for three months. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So they just changed their protocol. To what? So I used to want to take their students. Okay. And I would send them an email and they would gladly because they promised these students placements. Okay. So I would say, I need need two guys. or I I, I literally only hire one guy a year. All right. So I take, I'll take one guy. So I, I, I needed a guy in September. Okay. And I said, okay, it's, you know, I, I need a guy. Oh, we don't just give them to you anymore. What we do is uh, you, we send you a rate. We give you the guy. And if it doesn't work out, you can just send him back. You don't have to worry about layoffs, payroll, all that stuff. Why am I smelling fish? Thank you. So now. What's all that about? Follow the money. That's not right. Yeah. 
at all. Yeah. So now I'm not, I'm not using them. I mean, I did the math on what they were doing. It used to be just, you need 10 guys to take 10 guys. And I gladly took them because they have some knowledge. So why are they doing It's money. Money. They told me the rates. I, I can find it on my phone and show you. How were the rates? Bad? Stupid? Uh, union rates. Really? Yep. For I'm a new kid. Yep. A new kid that's just no, starting no. out. Union apprenticeship rates. Really? Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Well, they take the top. They give him. Yeah, say, they're getting a piece of it. That's right. But they're doing all the work. They, like, but I, that's not right. That's mine and yours opinion, right? We could be wrong, but I feel the same way that you do. Yeah, that's not right. No. I'm, I don't mind. I got, you know, if he doesn't Somebody work out. need a guy. But I mean, eventually what you're going to do is you'll get kids that want to be Sparky's just reach out to you directly and maybe not even go the, that route. That's actually what happened when I started calling my list that I kept. Yeah. One guy's like, you know what? Uh, I've been turned off from the trade, so don't worry about it. That's what he said to me. Because of this bullshit? Bullshit in general. Like just the whole general. the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you want it, if you want it, man. There's, to- there's tons of opportunities. There's lots of guys. This is what upsets me about the government and whatever they're not doing because they don't really quantify how many kids get uh, dismissed from the industry. So even though they're interested in being in it, being a tradesperson, they want to come in here, then they get this resistance at different levels. Then they're like being told you have to do this or do that. And there's like this piece of the pie is being taken off my cut and all this other shit. And then they're like, fuck this. I don't want anything to do with this. And then yeah. they leave. Then you lose somebody that could potentially be a part of the industry. But that goes a little bit too because the kids are a lot more soft now. That too. Yeah. That's contributing to it. I think it's half, half. Yeah. It piles on. Wow. What else do we want to touch upon, man? Uh, let's see. Did we touch upon everything that you wanted to discuss? Can't stand seeing panel, uh, panels and bathrooms. <laughs> panels and bathrooms? You, you don't see that in your, in your... I've never seen a panel in a uh, bathroom. I've had to walk out a couple of times. Why do they... Well, they you built know, the bathroom. Yeah. After the fact, I guess. Is it three feet away from the shower? How about not being in the bathroom? Not allowed. <laughs> against code. <laughs> Three feet away from the shower. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, just GFCI. <laughs> That's dangerous as hell, man. I've seen it, though. That's dangerous. I'm like, I can't. I can't. So I get a service call, you know, something trip. Can you yeah. come find out why? And I walk in there and be like, you have a panel in the bathroom. Uh, call somebody else. And then the whole, now, now the, now. They get upset at you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't care. You're telling them a factual safety issue and they get upset at you. How about the whole mask thing? If you want to enter our house, you have to do A, B, and C. Okay. You're still getting that? Oh, yeah. Uh, two, two weeks ago. Really? Huh? Yeah. Can you please put it on? And I'm like, oh, no. Well, you're a business owner. It's your decision. That's right. So you can decide whether or not if you want to. But I'm at the same time, here's three contacts that will gladly take care of you. Oh, you're still doing that? Yes. Well, good for you for doing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? I know uh, the guys who I know who do good work, I definitely... When I'm booked solid, like I'm always booked solid. So uh, if they can't wait, I'll give them the three contacts I have. How's everybody finding you? Uh, work-wise? Yeah. Is it word of mouth? Uh, yeah. It's mostly word of mouth, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just snowballs, man. Snowballs. But you're working everywhere? Like, I mean, you're up in North area. Uh, like, my guys how are, far down? My do guys you? are in Kenora right now. Really? Yeah? yeah. Kenora, working our way back. So we have a UPS project. So I do a lot of data, servers, right? So... Uh, I have uh, one of my customers who's been my customer for like 18 years and uh, every year maintenance on the data across Ontario. Oh, okay. Wow. 50, 56 locations. That's a good source of income. Uh, it, it, was, of, you take, it was. Why? COVID. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you can't enter our buildings unless you're not now. That old thing. Okay. That old stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to call somebody else. That lasted about three months. And then they called back and I said, well, my rates have risen now. Because you got overhead. Yeah. That's the beauty of being a self-employed. This is the reason why I'm self-employed. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of people fell for it, though. Well, a lot of people got pushed out, too, also for other reasons, right? And you know what, though? It is what it is. If I got pushed out, so be it. Like, and then you started your business and went this way. Or well, you, you've been working on your business anyway since then. I, that's actually one of the reasons why I went more. I used to never do residential. Uh, I used to do like 90% commercial, 10% residential. Yeah. Uh, since COVID, it's probably 70-30 now. Which is, to me, a big difference. So what's the landscape going to be in the next 10 years for you guys? Oh, uh, a lot of unskilled. Honestly? Unskilled labor? Is that what you're going to say? Not unskilled. I think they're going to break up the license. In what way? Panel installer. Really? Yeah. So right now it's broken up commercial, residential, industrial, yes. linemen. I think they're going to break it up even more. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because of what we have to deal with, I think it's a good thing. Because you get specific people being better at specific things. Yeah, because I'm perfect example. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with solar. I totally understand how to wire it up and do all that stuff, but I wouldn't be the guy that you should be hiring over a guy who only does solar. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm the guy who does cold generators, but we, have, but, but we have the same license. I get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think they're going to break. I think they should break it up. But they sh if they do break it up, they should still allow you guys to get more. The other licenses. Yeah. But it should be broken up. It's too. It's too. It's not too a bad. Broad. It's not a bad idea. It's too broad. Yeah, I like that. And that's why I'll say I. I need a journeyman three hundred nine A license, and then he doesn't know how to bend pipe. Oh, because he's never done commercial, and that's not his fault. No, but he's got the same license. He worked. He, he I got to pay hours. Yeah. Mandatory ministry training rate. Yeah, I got to pay that rate, and he doesn't know how to bend pipe, and I need a pipe bender. So why don't you just make a pipe bending license? Have they hinted at it? Uh, no, but I've heard it. Okay. No, 20 some years doing this, talking to a lot of inspectors. Uh, uh, I think I don't quote me, but I think a couple American states are doing that already. So what's the division? It would be panel work. It'd be uh, generators. It'd be solar. It'd be uh, yeah. resi. Then you still have commercial. But yeah, I, would it, commercial be broken up too? Oh, yeah, yeah, be for sure. Definitely. Broken up. Way more than resi. Specifically, yeah. Yeah, way more than resi. Emergency power systems. See, now data and tech. So I'm a tech geek. Yeah. My life before I became an electrician. So it's beautiful that it amalgamated into one another. So I get it right off the bat. But other guys, they have no idea. Home automation is, to me, I'm in heaven. Right? Control four. That's like. The, it's a good system to learn to on. And then. But provide. that should be a separate license. Yeah. Home automation control four system. Like you do have to be licensed to install control four. But I'm just saying a license in general. If you want to do home automation, that should be a separate license. Now, should the inspectors be split too as well? No. No, right? They're honestly, man, this is why my attitudes change. It's like I'm that little kid who hated them, but then when I grew up, I appreciated them. They are steady training all the changes and the bulletins. And then every year, ESA contacts all the master electricians to give their inputs on what we think. And then if it's good enough, they apply it. Got it. Right. And it's just one big thing of safety. And it's great. Because the electrical, what I taught, is nothing what it is now. It's so much better now. What's, uh, I want to bring up a little touchy. You yeah. can shine some light on it if you want. Sure. Um, you got somewhat semi-retired master electricians uh, boot, uh, moonlighting their, their license. Because mm. the rule. 
Sorry? Because of the rule. They can do that. Yeah. So uh, up until eight years ago, fire alarm companies didn't need a master electrical contracting license to run a fire alarm company. Okay. Now they do. So when they got the word, uh, they, they started contacting master electricians saying, hey, are you using your license number for anything? And some guys would say no. And they'd be like, okay, do you mind? We'll pay you a fee. We'll attach your number to our company. And that's what's going to happen to internet and data. Same thing. It's going to happen. It hasn't happened. It's going to happen. Because there's already code for POE cameras. And if you have a certain amount, I don't know what the number is for the bundle, which rightfully so. Because if you have that much, even if it's only 12 volts or 12 watts of power, you get a whole bundle and someone cuts into it. Well, you know, it matters. So is it a bad thing or a good thing that they, they can, they're allowed to moonlight their number? Um, yeah, I understand the reasoning. You're well, getting his it, electrical knowledge yes. into the company. Yes. And they're not supposed to pull a permit without his say so yes but what's happening is they're not letting him know what permits are pulling behind his back yes that's what's happening yes and he ends up losing his license because of defects and that guy doesn't care he just gets another sucker that's what's happening with, with the rule that's the part that i don't like yeah right but if you broke it down the licenses it'd be different then it would or or but they do all have the option to start their apprenticeship and get trained in it I'm going to get a lot of emails. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, we, we opened up a lot of can of worms today, man. Uh, was it Green Book Talk? Sorry. Yeah, Green Book Talk. Portable lighting and hazardous locations. Right? Is that right? That's right. Did we, no, we didn't talk about this, did we? No, of course not. Portable lighting is essential for viewing work, but there are dangers associated, especially around hazardous or flammable materials. Explosions and or fires may occur due to the combination of flammable atmosphere and improper use of heat-producing portable lighting. Keep in mind, ensure the light has been tested and approved by recognized agencies. Trouble lights are not intended to be permanent light sources. Use lights only in the locations and situations for which they are intended. Bulb surface temperature can reach or can approach 260 degrees uh, Celsius and 500 Fahrenheit for your Americans. Trouble light components, connections, switches, etc. can cause electrical arcs and provide potential ignition sources near flammable liquids or vapors or fuel sources. Hazardous location flashlights are an excellent alternative to trouble lights. Why does the ECA always break my balls regarding the safety lights? In because they're constantly changing. <sighs> they like, went from halogen to uh, no, CFLs I know, but you got the LED. bulbs, the string, you got the Christmas yeah. tree, and then you got to like they they start CSA approved, right? Yeah, well, no, they are, but they start busting your balls because you're not having enough of them in each room or whatever. You're trying to do a string of fifty or whatever it is. Is it fifty or is it? Yeah, oh, I don't know the code, the green code book for. Yeah, the, that's, that's the, I guess there's a lumen output. Well, no, there's a whole thing about how it has to be like you can, as GCs, we buy that 50 foot yeah. or the 100 foot, 50, fo yep. uh, 50 lights, right? And you try to make it last the whole floor or whatever, mm -hmm. and then you have enough light. But maybe sometimes in certain areas it's not, and then they'll come in and go, well, this should be a little bit brighter in here yeah. and a little bit brighter here. It's like, come on, man. Like, we all got balls. The good right? news is there's plenty of options to make brighter bulbs. Yeah, you can do other routes, right? We didn't have that options back in the day, right? Carlo, Effect Electric, uh, LTD, Carlo at EffectEvelectric.com, and on Instagram, Effect Electric LTD. You ready for the 12 questions, bro? Oh, yeah. I think I wrote some of the answers down in Did case. Oh, yeah. I ask them, you answer them. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Just in case. Go ahead. What is your favorite construction word? That's easy. Inspection passed. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Uh-oh. What turns you on in construction? Uh, the sounds of all the, all the machines. Trades, machines. Yeah. What turns you off? 
Uh, what did I write down here? Uh, laziness. <coughs> laziness. Laziness. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Serenity now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Bike. Anything. Anything. CBR 1000 double R. Uh, what year? All of them. All the years? All the years. What is your least favorite? I got to say the PT Cruiser. Oh, fuck that thing. <laughs> I always hated In that thing. In Burgundy or whatever. I think, the, yeah, whatever the, the goldish. Color. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God you don't see them as much. What the hell were they thinking when That's, they designed that thing? I'm not a fan. It's just ugly. It's just ugly. What construction sound or noise do you love? Uh, I guess it would be, what did I write here? Love? I don't know what I love. The Did sound? Sound or noise. Sound or noise. I don't know. Any any tool, man. Any tool? I love it. What? Well, you're a Makita guy, no? Milwaukee. It was going to be an M. Sparky was red. It's going to be an M. I'm sorry. It's going to be an M. What construction sound or noise do you hate? You know the roller zip tool that the drywallers use? Yeah. Oh, that sound drives me nuts. I just saw a video. Who's doing it? I can't remember. Someone was roller zipping soffits. for. That's the me. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was your video. Yes. Wasn't that loud? Oh, yeah. But for this, for this, for the split second that it takes, I can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about on a job site I, I mean, all day, yeah. all day. Oh, I can't do it. And it vibrates in your hand too, man. Yeah. A little bit. It's like cardboard. That's off and stuff, right? Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, probably. What are you? Uh, attempt computer programmer. You're up there already. I was getting into it before I became an electrician. Wow. Yeah. What profession would you not like to do? That's easy. Gynecologist. <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You did good, kid. That's it? Yeah. So, last words for everybody coming into the industry. What you what, what, what would you want to share? Take it serious. It can will kill you if you don't take it serious. Uh, and uh, it's going to take a couple of years, but it's needed. It's That's valuable time. Yeah. I don't think it's long enough. Yeah. I'm still learning. What happened to the guy at the start of the story? He died. Over headlines behind him, didn't see it. The, as soon as he touched it? The 10-foot uh, skyjack went up, and he was in front at, at the controller and didn't realize he passed over headlines. And when he went up, it snapped and touched the metal. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's harsh. Yeah, first week. That's harsh, man. Yeah. All right, Carlo. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Thanks so much for reaching for out and, and, and getting on the show and uh, sharing so much. I, I know, I know. You're going to get a lot of hate. Oh, I, no, oh, not yeah. hate, not hate. I'm going to get a lot of people just sending me some messages. Uh, yeah. And I'll be like, sure. I'll These are my it. opinions. That's all. You can hate me. That's it, man. So everyone reach out. Carlo at EffectElectric.com and on Instagram, EffectElectricLTD. Thank you, Angelina. We out of here.